I don't want to fall asleep during the middle of this. So. <laughs> the following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! <laughs> Dude. You all, everybody. Let's go, friends. You all, everybody. You all, everybody. Acting like it's stupid people when expensive I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together, nice as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry, guys. We have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Hey everyone, welcome back to We Have to Go Back. I got the name right this week. Um, man, <laughs> uh, we are all back here. I'm so excited. I apologize for the couple weeks we are off. Um, I got we got tons of stuff to talk about, but first, uh, welcome back, Jesse Grisbaum. What's up? Keith, our 40-ish year old virgin. How's it going, guys? Dave Seems Dallas. like forever. Giggity. And someone that looks like Babyface, Mr. Fuch to the Nooch. Oh, what's happening, oh, fellas? G- good to see that face again. Uh, I, I I missed the beard. I keep like going to grab for it. It's not there. It, it's very sad. It's, it's, not, it's, it's dis- not just the beard. It's the fro. It's the whole package. Right. Dude, it wasn't even a fro before. I had that shit combed over like I was a Civil War veteran. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave up your job as a uh, panhand- panhandler under the internet. I, 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 my Civil War reenactment uh, gig gave out on me, so I got to go back to office look. So, did, did, I, did I ever tell you guys one day I was driving, my kid had a birthday party, and I drove by, and they were doing World War One reenactment. And I'm like, World oh, wow. Reenactment. A, yeah, I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. And. I look, no, it was Civil War. It's Civil War, I apologize. You're right. Mm, okay. Civil War. My buddy did World War One reenactment. That's why that was. I was like, that's pretty fucked up. They're like throwing mustard gas at each other. <laughs> like- but my friend's World War One reenactment group was in several of those History Channel documentaries. Because there's well, not many. Trenches and- you know how they have like the footage, like where they try and make it. It's cheesy anyway um so i drive by and i'm like wow where are they doing this and i look and it was at a mental institute that fits and I, and as i'm driving by I'm like i wonder how many people are looking out their window and actually think they're in the civil war like you never know or something's up right like ah <laughs> uh, so we are back can the, can the patients make it into the cast that's, that's really <laughs> So I wanted to apologize. You guys should join my war, war the Afghanistan war reenactment club. I'm trying to start. God. <laughs> I think I'll pass. I pick a fun one like Desert Storm at least. Come there on. <laughs> I just want to reenact the back in the U.S. So I just want to collect the trading cards and uh, you know watch all those the uh, the footage. Oh, but I said I said fun one, but I guess that really is a matter of perspective. For the U.S., it was like one of our most lighthearted wars. For you know, for our soldiers, uh, yeah, but less less <laughs> good. 
That's why you want to be, uh, yeah, it depends on what side you're on. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I remember is, do you remember the, the, the scud, the scud stud? Some news guy that was like the guy that would always run out when they would shoot off the scud missiles. They called him the scud stud. That's uh, no. so the only thing I remember about the war. That and Desert Storm trading cards, which I mostly remember from Garden State. The trading cards were a real thing. I do know. I remember them, but like. Dude, me and my cousins had them. Nice. Interesting. I don't know why, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great propaganda. Dude, it is. Dude, um, my cousins, like, I, I was, I watched like the show and stuff, but, but like, my cousins were like super into like G.I. Joe and like Desert Storm cards, like all that war shit. And I was like, like, I was, you know, I'm a kid, I play it, but like, they were like, you know, like a little too into it, maybe. You know, <laughs> You're like I prefer them into loss. They can they can root for Saeed. <laughs> I prefer galactic civil wars myself. So anyway, I want to apologize uh, for the last couple of weeks being off air. Um, Keith was on vacation. That is about. true. Yeah. Uh, but we actually uh, Jesse and I recorded an episode. And uh, I just, I, I thought it was great. Didn't you just? Yeah, it was a good one. What happened to it? Uh, so I, I, I haven't even told you guys everything that's been happening. Bits and pieces. <laughs> um, but we did an episode where we spoiled the F out of season three. Talked about all, all the great things about it. Talked about some of the negative things. Just spoiled the F out of it. It was uh, our disclaimer was if Keith, if you're listening to this, we will stab you in the throat. I think. That's <laughs> um, but uh, last two weeks uh, pinnacled the weirdest, maybe worst couple weeks of my life. Like, so a couple weeks ago I got promoted at work and have had nothing but terrible luck since. So I don't know if they're, if they're related. Congratulations. But- and yeah. not so it's well, a partial <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations with the promotion. Yeah. Hey, so I got a great promotion, and like right after my promotion, I was driving home, and now I get up at four thirty for work. So I think it was my second week, my first week off the energy drinks. I'm like, I'm gonna kick the energy drinks. It's gonna be a new me. My second day off the energy drinks. Tuesday, driving home from work, fell asleep driving. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, dude, bad week to pick sniffing glue. Don't do that. Totaled my car. Uh, It it was, it was, I mean, luckily traffic was so slow. I was probably going like five to 10 miles an hour, but I woke up and I smelled smoke. I'm like, what the F is going on? And I look and like the airbags have been deployed and it took me like a good, like three, four seconds to figure out what the F was going on. Well, yeah, your brain had to reboot. What'd you hit? I hit a like a construction truck. So it was like all like hard steel. So, and I had oh, and, a, and raised and, uh, yeah. Bro. So I had a Chevy cruise. So that thing was just, like I said, I wasn't hitting it hard. I was fine. Um, so then well, the insurance, you had to get a new car then at least. Or? I did. I did. But actually I forgot before that, that I might've been, it, uh, it was the week before that. So this was my first week. My wife uh, asked me to pick up her car. Like she had to get some work done. So I'm driving to the mechanic and I got pulled over. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I knew what this was for. 
because I was pulled over a couple weeks before. And it was because my uh, sticker was expired on my, my license plate. But the, then the cop said the same to me, the, the same thing the last guy did. He's like, hey, I know DMVs are closed in Illinois because of COVID at the time. He's like, so I'm not going to give you a ticket. He's like, I just need to see your insurance card. And so insurance card's all on the app. So I went to go show him my app and the app wouldn't load. I don't know if the app was down or I was in a bad spot. And I'm like, I have insurance, but I can't get the app to open. So I was like, ah, don't worry about it. Just show up at court. Show them your, your ID. So that happened. Then I get into a car accident. Total my car. And by the time the car gets totaled and I have to go clean it out, I look at the ticket, which is still in the car, and I missed a court date. Oh, dude. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I'm like, so I went. It, it might have been the next. It was within the next two days. I went to the courthouse to to take care of it and it took over 45 minutes and i have a half hour lunch it took over 45 minutes and there was like three numbers still ahead of me at least so i'm like well i'll come back no big deal so then i go and i get a new car i think i told you guys i got a uh uh, uh tucson which is awesome i love it it's great that's what i have do you really yeah the new one yeah it's not a tacoma not a tacoma that's right (laughs) but i love my it's like fully loaded had six miles on it when it when i bought it It wasn't even like entered in the system so we had to sit there for like an hour and a half while they finished because they had like just got it on the lot i didn't even get to test drive it like everything was wrapped um fully loaded everything was great so i'm doing great so then let's fast forward to two weeks ago monday jesse and i record a fantastic show um, and I go to sleep at one thirty in the morning, my front door, the doorbell rings. I'm like, what the f-? So I go down there half asleep and the cop goes, goes, excuse me, has your car been stolen? And I'm like, what? So I go out to the driveway. My car was stolen. Brand new car stolen out of the driveway. Oh, the Tucson? Yes. What the fuck? So now we know how Keith got a tooth Tucson. <laughs> So, I mean, luckily, you know, I'm half asleep and apparently I, we finally found out the whole story, but, uh, this guy was driving like real suspicious, like he's kind of driving really slow and like kind of fancy neighborhoods. So the cops ran the plate, um, and then turned on the lights and the guy just bolted. So, so they, they ended up sending a cop to my house and I, I told him, yeah, it's, it's my car. My car's missing. So luckily, I have the My Hyundai app, which I open it up. I'm like, yeah, he's right here. So they send the cop back and threw on the lights a second time. This time he was at a stop sign, a stoplight. So there's really nowhere for him to go. So he just got out of the car and sprinted, just abandoned the car. So I got it back, no scratch. It was missing. My work cell phone was sitting in the, they have like that little charging station, little charging spot. He threw that out of the car and then... I had a water bottle, took the lid off and chucked the bottle. I don't know why, if he thought maybe there was a tracker in it. <laughs> and he chucked my work laptop, which I put in the car the night before, like after Jesse and I got done recording. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put this in my car because I forgot it the day before. I had to work off my desktop. So, but the cops found the laptop. So, yeah, I got pretty mm-hmm. lucky. But while the cops are at my house, they go, by the way, do you know that your license is suspended? 
<laughs> oh, fucking kidding me? I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, I didn't know. So I went to, so the next day, and luckily, like, I had some days off because our exchange student was leaving. He left last weekend. Not, not this past weekend, the weekend before. So I had a couple days <clears throat> off to spend time with them. I ended up going back to court. And then they're like, they're like, yeah, you have to go on Tuesday. And they're like, oh, uh, all the judges are at a judge's retreat, a.k.a. they're playing f***ing golf. So I have to wait an extra week. So I ended up having to, I Ubered to work the first couple days, which I'm not going to lie. It was kind of awesome. But uh, it was like a $40 Uber ride. Yeah, so, man, you're burning all your like earnings on getting to and from work. Yeah, Fuck I know. That. Luckily, my sister lives like um, half mile from my job, so I just ended up staying at her house last week. So I didn't have any of my stuff to either either record or to edit the show. And what was it? What was it suspended for? That accident for no insurance card? Oh, I didn't, that's right. I didn't. Oh, did I, did I mention that that I forgot to go to the court? I missed the date. So, but it's fine. I go tomorrow. So. I mean, I have insurance. I have the card, um, and the only reason I, I had to I had to Uber was because I, you know, I coach baseball and we had playoffs last week. Of course, they were during the effing week, and then this is the this is the kick in the nuts moment of the whole thing. I'm in the car Tuesday. We had a or, or Monday. We had a baseball game and it started like pouring down. I started hailing. There were tornado warnings. So by the time we got in the car, my phone was soaking wet and the raindrops were like hitting buttons on my phone. And I kid you not, my iBooks opened up on my iPhone and it opened to my effing insurance card. (laughs) So when I I first got it on the app, I must have saved it to Apple Books. Totally forgot. So when the app didn't open, I could have went to Apple Books and showed them my insurance card. But I totally didn't. So all this crap would have been for nothing. So that has been my last. I guess the theory is. I mean, your car would have been stolen still, but. Well, it's a good thing it got stolen or else you would have got pulled over. and Yeah, driving on a suspended license. Yeah. And actually, my car has been stolen twice. Because my wife has been. My wife has been driving the car since she found out my license has been suspended. So follow up question, since I own a Tucson, how did they steal it? Did you have the keys in it too? Or did they? Yeah, so what happened was the other day I, I couldn't find my keys. I'm like, where the F's my key? So I went to get my spare set. The cops found the key. It was underneath the seat out of the fire. Ah, see, so what happened was I just left the key ignition and left it running. And well, it was a key uh, fob, and I didn't know where it was. It was under the front I, seat. Apparently, someone just opened the door and took it. Surprise, I had surprise. no idea it was under the front seat. Fucking idiot. I know. I know. Well, so like, that has been my last thing. bad for you, but you, you got I mean, come on, man. There's some... The guy didn't even have to try to steal it. You gave him the key. Yeah. Are there like hobos? But but, but think about this. What are the chances that there's a car thief? Like what? How did how did that happen, bro? Where where do you live? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So so, just knowing the fucking shithead teenagers that I knew, they would literally go around neighborhood and any car that was parked in a driveway. They just check to see if it's fucking unlocked. Yeah, no, and that's what happened because one of our neighbors down the street 
saw them and called the cops and said, there's kids going from driveway to driveway. Yep. Kids. Yep. Bro, the, dude, it, and bro, we live in like a nice neighborhood, man. These are like really expensive. But yeah, fucking teenagers are bored and they'll literally go around a house and they'll just check and see if it's unlocked. And if it is, they'll go and they'll take steal it. But you know what? I but got if lucky. You get the fucking keys in it and it starts. Yeah, they're going to take it. I, got- I, had, I had this fantasy of, uh, of stealing a car of a delivery, a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> and finishing his route? Like, is that just your- like, yeah, just take it. I, like, I always <laughs> wanted to do it. Like, I thought it'd be so funny. You know, like, you can just get a job at Pizza what, Hut. What would you like? Wait in the bushes for him to walk up yeah. to deliver the pizza. <laughs> my friend would receive the pizza, and unbeknownst to him, I would be sneaking to to the. And they usually leave the you know the car. They usually leave it running, right? They don't yeah. stop. They don't turn the no. car off, right? I mean, do you have to time to steal a car? I mean, do you think your friend would get the pizza for free because the driver would be so distraught that his car was just stolen? Oh, that's genius. I didn't even think of that. At least. That's how you get a free pizza. Bro, I don't think. I just drive it a few blocks. Be like, hey, is that Gunner? I, I don't know if it qualifies as genius to commit grand theft <laughs> auto for like twenty dollars worth of dominoes. Like, I, you know, I, risk reward is no not. risk. I'll no tell you what, though, <laughs> is, no pain, no gain. I guess the cop did tell me he's like, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is Cook County. There's murderers that we don't even bother going after. It's like it's very unlikely that we're gonna go after the guy that catches your car, even if we found him. Oh, right. dude, that's so, that's so wild. Yeah. So, anyway, so you live in Chicago? I, yeah, I'm from Chicago. I live in the suburbs now. Uh, what what suburb? I live in Schaumburg. Schaumburg. Okay, nice. Nice. So. I used to live uh, in, uh, well, I lived in Lake Forest for a little bit, and then uh, Evanston. Nice, yeah. And Lincoln Park in Chicago. So I love that. So how's the, how's the new job? You like it? That's fine. It has its moments. And you're not working third shift anymore, so or no. not third shift, but getting up at like four in the morning. Oh, or... I still am. I'm oh. I'm off tomorrow because tomorrow I go to court. So we'll see if I'm smiling. We'll see if we get if I send you guys the Hurley emoji tomorrow with the thumbs up, or the arts emoji blowing up. So wear a suit. That's my advice. Yeah, no, I, that's what I did last time. Well, I didn't wear a suit, but I wore a tie. In. There you go. So so who the hell is this Nikki person? Well, let's get into this episode, why don't we? So, um, now that it's been 20 minutes and, uh, yeah. So that's a bonus episode you guys got. The episode of my life the past eight weeks or so. So now we're in season three, episode five, The Cost of Living. Um, get into it. Dropped on November 1st, 2006. We're not doing the one week thing anymore since that's what they always do. And I say that every week and we still continue to do it. Because I'm an idiot. Um, so this was directed by Jack Bender, who it's his 17th. As we mentioned, he's kind of the go-to, he's kind of the go-to director. Like he's the he was in charge of of the all the, the stuff in Hawaii. He was like the main man in Hawaii. And he kind of directed all the main episodes, like most of the finales, stuff like that. So he's kind of a big deal. But this was written by Allison uh, Shapker and Monica Awusu Breen. And this is actually their only writing credit for Lost. But a couple interesting things about them. They're on the writing team. Um, 
And they previously, this isn't their first deal, they had written 32 episodes of Charmed, they wrote 11, 11 episodes of Alias, and they were on the writing staff for the first eight episodes, and then they got poached. So they went to uh, help develop the show Brothers and Sisters, I know remember that? It was an ABC show with like Sally Field and Allie McBeal, and I think Rob Lowe was on it. But they went to run that... And then actually, the second season, they were promoted to showrunners. So another group who, from Lost, ended up being showrunners, which don't even think about these guys. But uh, um, Yeah, I remember that show. I think I missed every episode. (laughs) I actually watched it. I couldn't tell you one thing about it. I don't know if I made the whole show, but I at least watched the first couple episodes. So Um, All the cast appeared in this episode except... Who? Who wasn't in this? Um, Claire. Claire. Bing. Wait, at one point. Wait, wait, we didn't see Sawyer and Kate, did we? No, yeah. there was a deleted scene with Sawyer and Kate. Have you seen this deleted scene, Jess? Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. So if it was deleted, did it really happen? Yeah, well, then it wasn't there. So well, I, I gave you credit. I said, yes, there it is. Oh, okay, sweet. And right. two more. Two more. Two mm. more. Um, we didn't see Jin and Sun, did there we? There you go. Boom. That's it. Ooh, I'm good this week. I need to get the uh, the uh, Ned Ryerson bing every time you get one. This right. is going to be harder to do as they start adding these new characters and knowing who the actual like credited cast is each week. Uh, as long as they keep killing people. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> you just got to keep track of yeah, I the numbers stay about the same. Yeah. So Nikki, Nikki, and that dude that she's with may have replaced, um, you know, the three that we lost last season. There you go. There and you go. maybe one we lost tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Well, okay. So uh, let's do the guest starring Michael Bowen, the great Michael Bowen, as Danny Pickett. Oh, great Caesar's ghost. Uh, Ada Kamumno, Kamum- uh, McCormick as Yemi, Andrew Divot as Man on monitor. Can can we call him Patchy, Jess? Is that legal? He's got an eye patch. Can we call him Patchy? I mean, sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, and then Hakeem K. Kazem, who is Amika, the militia leader. Um, and then Aisha Otaru, who played the nun in the first scene, the one that punished Echo, made him take uh, confession. So it co-starred Jermaine Scooter Smith. Who was Daniel, the altar boy? Um, Lawrence Jones, who was the soldier who got a free paycheck because they just took the clip from the last one. He's the one that said, You okay, Fada? So I'm pretty sure that was the same clip from the first one. So unlike Claire, who doesn't get billed when she's in an episode, this guy gets gets paid probably and billed for Bro, it's archival, all about that agent. Gotta get that good contract. Archival footage. Uh, Michael A. Robinson as the trader or the buyer, the guy that he went to sell the vaccines to. Uh, then we had Aristone Green, who was Jason, who was, he's one of the others. It's weird because sometimes this guy's building the credits and sometimes he's just a faith fae in the background, but he's the other, the guy with like the male, male pet and baldness. And then we got Koola Wahale Obili Jr. and Olafin. Abinley, 
who I, I'm assuming they're brothers since they have the same last name. And that's young Echo and young Yemi. Um, uncredited, Francois Cha, uh, Chang as, was he Dr. Wickman in this, Jess? I think he's Wickman. I think that's right. Yeah. And then Alicia Young was the blind woman. So only other thing we got to know before we dive in was this covers days 71 and 72 and is an echo centric episode. So a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, honestly, I think this is one of the best ones we've had so far, at least, you know, this is the best season three episode so far. This, these are the episodes I like. I like episodes that move the story and, I don't want to say too much because this episode, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's just jump into it. So this episode opens, and I apologize to everyone out there that hasn't seen the episode. There's going to be moments where I speak cryptically to Jesse. And I know you guys, I don't know if you love it or hate it, but uh, yeah, there's just some of those moments in this. There's a lot of cool stuff. If they're, if they're a real fan, they'll appreciate it. Exactly, so. exactly. So this episode opens with Young Yemi and Young Echo. And by the way, my autocorrect effing hated Yemi. It changed it every time, and it changed Echo every time. There's like three or four every time would drive me crazy. I can't now. I can't even remember, and I'm sure we'll run across somewhere. I was too lazy to change it back, but I literally typed Echo, and it would change it to like Epo or something. I don't drive me effing nuts. Not even like the word Echo. No, it drove me nuts. <laughs> Oh, Yemi kept changing to Semi, S-E-M-I. And I literally... I mean, that one makes sense. I literally though. changed it, and it went back. I deleted it, changed it. Five times it kept changing it. I almost punched the computer. But I was enjoying this episode too much. So anyway, uh, it started with them stealing food from a church. He explains that they stole the food because Yemi was hungry. Uh, and they were forced them to take confession. So from there, we go to Saeed, Charlie, and Hurley. Who's sitting there with Ego? See, now it says Ego. Ego. That's what it was changing Echo to. Ego. <laughs> uh, so I so her to Ego's. Okay, this is what's effed up. This sentence says, uh, "Go to Saeed, Charlie, and Hurley with Ego's semi-conscious body." I meant to type semi there, but I didn't mean to type Ego there. Effing spell check. Gosh damn you, Steve Jobs. Ah, uh, so they they uh, it didn't but it didn't autocorrect it to Yemi conscious. No, but the greatest, the greatest uh autocorrect ever was my buddy was going on a blind date and I typed, How was your date last night? And it autocorrect, like fat fingers, it autocorrect was to how was your fatso last night? Oh, and my buddy, wow. my buddy's response was you good. jealous bastard. Was good. Like he I don't know if she was a fat so <laughs> I never asked. I never asked if she was overweight. Um, was I chill, hope bro. he just realized that it was spell checked. But maybe she was a fat so I don't know. I have no idea. But again He might have taken it with pride, you know. I, I never yeah. brought it up again. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so when we see so then when we see okay, I got a question. So um we see his first flashback again and we see Yemi talking to, to Echo and asking him to confess. So next we go to Echo's tent. It doesn't say Echo there. Uh, we go to Echo's tent and it's on fire and then Echo disappears. So I got a couple questions for you guys. So Jesse, I'm going to, 
I'm going to start with you first here. So is all this in his imagination or did Yemi appear kind of the same way Christian Shepherd appears to Jack? I physically think that Yemi is there. I think uh, it's like whatever you want to call it, manifestation of the island, or that is my interpretation. So whatever Christian Shepherd is, that's what Yemi is? Or do you not I think you, not- you can? I think you can draw a direct line between that, but uh, the show hasn't really kind of told us whether that's what I think at this point in the show. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say, I almost think that it's the uh, smoke monster manifesting into a person that um, relates, you know, back to those um, haunting memories of whatever, you know, whoever their um, past is, has issues with. And then the smoke, then the smoke monster comes out in his real self when he's, you know, wanting to, um, cause harm, so but it's an emotional harm when they're at those people. That's an interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the episode, that is kind of the conclusion that you that it's what we're supposed to make is uh, the the reveal with Yemi uh, saying, you know, you speak to me as if I am your brother. So I think that that's where I came away from it. So I never, I never put those those two together. Did you guys, Future and Daz, did you put those together? That the smoke monster was Jimmy? I um, never did. I assume that it was an amalgamation of him, yeah. Yes, same. same. Something, something to do, the smoke monster and Yemi had something to do with each other. Whether it was a, you know, whether it was actually the smoke monster doing something to Yemi's body. Because note that both of these characters, I hope I'm not getting anything. I think this is all revealed so far. Both characters had bodies on the island, recently deceased bodies. You had uh, Christian Shepherd on the plane because Jack Shepherd was trying to bury his dad, right? So yep. the body was on the plane. I think uh, when the plane crashed, when when they're you know they're they're playing, um, and then Yemi is supposed to be on the island because of that other plane, right? Right. So okay, so then. You so, have so not to throw a wrench in your theory, does, but then how do you explain the horse? There is no horse on the island. Okay, no, no, excellent. So, yes, you can't necessarily rule out that it, these are hallucinations. Well, wait, no, the hor- there could be a horse on the island. Why? Can well, no, there not Kate's be- horse wasn't on the plane, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no do- dead body of a horse. That, yeah, uh, but that wasn't, that, that wasn't a hallucination. That was a real horse that the two people saw. Right. It could be a real, it could have been a real I horse. Mean, there I has, think been, that one was just there has been bodies on the plane, or there's been bodies that have shown up that weren't on the plane. Yeah, yeah there, there have been some hallucinations, like fucking what it, well, Boone was also in a body yeah, on the island. Boone. Boone showed up. Boone's body was also on the other. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, Walt showed up. Was that a hallucination for uh, Shannon at some point? Yeah, we don't know. At any rate, at any rate, there have been certainly hallucinations. So you could you you you're right. It's not it's it's impossible to determine whether some visions are hallucinations that the island is somehow like provoked versus actual visions of things that are happening phenomena that the island is doing. I think both are happening. And let's, I think uh, that- let's not for, not forget that he was um, severely wounded and infected. Right. And like, he was literally like rubbing dirt in his gaping wounds to make it feel better. Like that's not going to end well. 
<laughs> That's right. Well, and you can see all sorts of crazy shit with that that kind of a fever and infection. We don't know what actually Echo actually saw. I mean, we know what he saw in his mind. I mean, like what he interpreted, whatever he saw, he interpreted whatever he saw as as Yemi. But I don't know if it's clear objectively what what phenomena he saw, because um, only only Echo saw Yemi, just like only Jack saw his her, his dad. No one else well, saw those visions. He was technically putting the saw the horse. Okay, right. Two people saw the horse. That's why I think it's real. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he did put technically the island on him, right, in his wound. So maybe the island was giving him those strippiness. Muddy shit in a in in to pack in a wound. That's just gonna right. But it's it's part of the island, right? That's just gonna get infected. But I mean, that's like saying eating a banana is putting the island inside you. You know. (laughs) Anyway, so let me ask you a, a question, Fuge. So, and 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 this is going to come back several times in the episode. So, I just want to take it at this point in the show right now, Fuge. So, okay, when we rewatch these scenes again from the last flashback, um, it kind of made me double down on my theory that Echo was being a hero, and that his number one objective for in the last flashback. Uh, well, his first flashback, I should say, was that he just wanted to get the drugs out of the country and not to just sell the drugs and make a ton of money. So that was my thought last episode. I don't think anyone else kind of agreed with me, but don't worry about anything else on the island. But at this point, what what do you think at this point? What, the, is, is he trying to be a hero? Yeah, by getting the drugs out of the country. Or is he just trying to sell the drugs and make a ton of money? I, I don't think it's either situation necessarily i think it was not to jump ahead a little bit but well, don't um, jump ahead because we'll talk about that later but but at this point it's not a matter of good or evil or either heroism or villainy he was just doing the shit that needed to get done at that moment but, but the, whole episode, the, the whole episode is about some kind of judgment on him from the time it's you know there he's talking well, about it, it's external things. judgment that he's been internalizing over the years because everyone's like you're a bad man you've done these bad things and they're objectively bad to an outsider but there has been good things and you know that have come as a result of that so you know, yeah, I think I think Echo. I mean, I think that's part is, of this. Is, is, is Batman a bad guy because he punches the Joker in the face? <laughs> well, if he if he gave him a fucking Colombian necktie, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, all right, maybe. I, but, I don't know. Well, okay, but but no, but you, no. I I think you're right though in in a sense because I see him as pretty. I see him. I do see him as a bad guy in in a sense, but. You're right. Like, he doesn't see himself as a bad guy, or he is conflicted on because he's he, in his mind. Well, I did all this for a good reason. I think he says it in some line. He's like, you, you know, like you don't know why I did all these things. I, you well, know, I, and I, I think that's kind of you know the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Even though he did it for the right reasons, it's still an evil act, and that's why he was so conflicted about it. And I think that's ultimately why. He got his shit kicked out of him by the smoke monster. If he would have been like, I'm sorry, everything's but it might have been like, 
cool, bro. See you later. And ran away like he did with never time. Every time John shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure why the smoke monster targets him. Why? Why is Echo? I think the smoke Echo. monster is a fucking sociopath. It's schizophrenic. Issue. Why did it kill the pilot in the first episode? Like brutally for no reason out of nowhere. He was not a Felicity fan. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> So speaking well, of, uh, yeah, I, I don't know unless it preys on just weak individuals that are kind of like at this at this. Seth moment Norris is a hero, and I will not hear anything but that's that. a weird way. I mean, it preys on weak individuals. I don't know. I, I'm trying to come up with an explanation for why it went after. I don't know yet. Maybe that will be answered. I hope that I hope that question is answered by the show. I don't remember the answer. I don't think. So, so by the way, you mentioned the Joker. You guys have seen the Joker movie, right, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, did you guys ever? Did you guys catch who played uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad? No, I can't remember. No, Thomas Wayne. I can't. remember. Tom, do you remember who played him, Jess? It's a good one. Yeah, good one, Brett Cullen. Yeah, mm. I I saw a video on it today because um, they were talking about this new Batman that, or new Joker sequel that they're working on, and they showed a clip, and I'm like, "That's Brett Cullen." I totally did not remember that he played Thomas Wayne. But so then we go back to Jack, who is is that he's in the Hydra, right, Jess? Is that where he's at? Is yeah, he, okay, mm-hmm. he's in the Hydra. Ben shows up, hail Hydra, <laughs> and asks Jack to go for a walk. Jack starts asking asking Ben questions about his tumor, and Ben plays dumb. So, does you know why would Ben play dumb? Do you think it's the explanation they gave er, later on, or do you think this is all kind of part of his plan? I think he has a plan, and he needs to play dumb to preserve that plan. But I don't yeah, know. I think Ben has a good reason for this. Yeah, I think it was a big wrench in his works when Jack figured all this out. Okay. Yeah, and he still wants to keep uh, somewhat control of the situation, so he's manipulating it to his benefit now. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. And then later on, he takes into that cult-like... Well, that's ritual. the next scene that he takes well, Jack. the funeral. Yeah. It's a ritualistic funeral, I mean. Yeah. Where well, everyone's dressed in this odd tunic, right? Yeah, that was weird. I don't. That was, was a little no. culty. So, I mean, that is my next question. Jack goes to the funeral. That's uh, um, uh, that was a t- that was a way to you know cult b- b- draw Jack into this cult. Yeah, that was like an endearing. Yeah, it was an endearing yeah. thing. Well, he so, thought so that that would work, and maybe it on. would work on someone who was like kind of weak minded. But I don't think Jack is falling for this at all. Is it culty if they were just wearing regular clothes? Like everything oh. else they did. Like it's just a funeral where you set someone out to see and light them on fire. That's actually that's pretty the common. Viking funeral. Yeah, I mean, it's like super common. I don't know if it's um, common. Well, I mean, how, 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 how is it not how is it no, not no, common no, to it, wear a black it, it, if you wear a black suit to a funeral? I mean, yeah, how is it, that it, different? It's, it's culturally common throughout history to set people out on the ocean on fire. I, mean, I don't mean like today. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it's odd here. Okay. Uh What's odd about it is that this tradition is probably not observed in this way anywhere else. There's no people, other culture that, 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 that this is a culture of, you know, however many people are in the Dharma or in that complex on the island. 
it's a very, so that makes it kind of a cult. And every new custom in religion is, is, is a, a cult. cult until it gets more. <laughs> the only difference between a cult and a like faith is numbers. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, my question uh, to no, you, well, Keith, no, no, again. No, let's be fair. Cults are coercive. Not religion. A new religion doesn't is not necessarily coercive. I this, am, this, is culty, this is this is this is more on the cult side because it's clearly coercive. Is, is it charismatic leader? Is that what the definition of cult versus religion is? No, but uh, there is uh, cult. There's a, there's a lot of legitimate religions. Yeah, but I'm saying, but is it just the charismatic leader has to be dead? No. Uh, so no, for a cult, there's. I, I, I see. I see it as if, if if you're a little bit coercive and trying to take over a person's life, that it, that. Bro, that's the definition of religion. So technically, the definition of a cult is a. It's an, a religious organization. Well, and I guess it doesn't have to be religious, but it's an organization that uses additional, like there's like different, there's different things that it has to have to be considered a cult. And one of them is have uh, additional books outside of the Bible or the main text. Um, and then obviously. A, so anything not Christianity then? No, 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 no. Well, no, um, <laughs> but that, like. Uh, well, well, yeah. Anything outside of the Bible is anything not specifically Christian. So fucking if you've got the Quran or the Talmud. Well, no, no. Well, I'm Bahamad talking about outside Kita. of the main. So like if there's an offshoot of Islam where they have the Quran and then they have another book. That's what it is. So it's an offshoot of a religion that so has is Mormonism a cult. Yeah, yes, that would be a it's, cult it would be a definition of a cult. You want to know? Well, be, okay, so do you want to know what else is? Hey, you hey, want to know it's hey. legally a cult? Catholicism. You know what? You know what else is a cult? Catholicism. Then, by your definition? Catholicism. Yeah, Christianity is a cult based on your definition. I mean, of yeah, Judaism. you could say it's a it's yeah. a Jewish cult. Absolutely, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because so, it, it, the, the two main for you, buddy. The two main things yeah. is it has external books outside of the main text and have a uh, a, a person uh, at at an equal stature of God. So yeah, you're right. So Christianity is are, you just defined Christianity? Sure, um, yeah. sure. It's when, a, it's a, what, at what point did Christianity go from a cult to religion? Like, what what, it, what was that big dividing line? At the when, Council when did that of Nicaea, when it was declared an official religion. I mean, the same thing with oh, okay. Catholicism. Like, literally, there, there was the Council of Nicaea where they, like, chose all the books and shit and declared Christianity its own separate faith from Judaism. It was like no, I, I, but I would say it really became a religion when the first empire adopted it, which is, I Constantinople. think, Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. Yeah. Emperor Constantine. Yeah. So uh, we... If we declare we have to go back uh, a religion, we're good. Well, Is that all it takes? Who's going to yeah, be have, on top of the our lost, pyramid? As long as have, I'm the figurehead. And we have the Lostpedia okay. book. And that's our book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we have to write a second book from the Lostpedia so that it's a... Mm-hmm. It'll be a lost cult. You know? Thank God that wasn't in your car and they threw out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, but we... we our biggest problem is Fuge lost his power because he cut his hair. So, <laughs> Samson the strong man. <laughs> Samson Simpson, smut pants. All right, let's keep going. See, let's I read go. the first book, not your <laughs> second book. So, was uh, Colleen's funeral like, did they dress this way, Keith, because of this religion thing? I mean, is that what we're going to do? We think that's a religious thing why they dress that way? 
Um, could be, or it could just be part of their culture. I mean, cause they've been on that Island. I mean, obviously longer than, than, than we think. So maybe that's just how they do it there. Yeah, that, exactly. that is the first death we've seen them actually, you know, perform a funeral. I would say ceremonial funeral dress is not outside of any kind of cultural societal norm. Okay. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, I just uh, I just went back to like the the strong hippie vibe from the start of their the, what we think is like the start of their group, and uh, <laughs> just kind of going back to that. You know, you know they're kind of it, that kind of reminded me of like a Gurk to pajama a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It looked. It looked. I mean, a little bit. Right. Yeah, it looked like, a little Easter. But you know, and and the Dharma initiative. The, the word Dharma is very religiously, you know, heavy. Yeah, very Eastern. Divine. It's like your duty for, for, you know, the duty that you have for existing, basically. You know, it's your your divine purpose for existing. Uh, That's what Dharma means. You have to escape samsara. Yeah, that's right. He's right. By following your Dharma. But yeah, the the, the whole thing is kind of um, got a lot of spiritual weight to it the whole so is it culty or is it just like eastern influence i don't know i mean they're all we have to see maybe we maybe we don't have enough information yet but i'm on i'm leaning towards it's a it's a little bit too coercive for me to think like oh these are all i mean the leader it's not not like a commune no the leader is is a clear sociopath like we've proven yeah yeah but there's leaders and and they're psychotic to go along with it but there's leaders of countries that are also they're like like we're fucked he's like help us out you know but i was say there are leaders of countries that are psychotic too and sociopaths so it doesn't necessarily mean it's a cult well i mean yeah but if you add the religious aspect to it i mean Again, numbers. It's a numbers thing. If you got twelve people, it's a cult. If you've got twelve million, you're a religion. Yeah, there, there, and there is an expanding cult of the island. I think that John Locke is now becoming his own um, proselytizer. You know, yeah, yeah. He's he. I think I think the island has this effect on people of you know maybe. Well, I mean, dude, you see enough weird shit, you're gonna start. <laughs> Well, yeah, and if your body is miraculously healed by the properties of the yeah, bro, you show up and healed, and there's smoke monsters and four-toed giant statues, and you're gonna be like, ah, you're probably gonna be second guessing some of your foundations. What if they were like, I don't know if you guys know about the fundamentalist um, uh, Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints group, but they are like groups that like uh, marry. Um, uh, they have uh, marriages that are what appointed and they basically swap daughters amongst the men and they have like multiple wives, like, like as many love? as 20, 30. Yeah. Yeah. But what like if they the went LDS. like, yeah. what if they, the what LDS if we found probably. out on this Island that they were, you know, marrying 14 um, year old girls and assigning them out to people like, would that be considered more culty or would that just be more religious? Maybe now we know where sexy blue stripe girl went. Uh, well, again, Keith, I think we've gone back to, it really doesn't matter what the practice is. It's just how many people are practicing it. You know, I have a theory. I just thought of now with Keith's, with Keith's comment. What if our heroes that we know and love are so arrogant 
that they don't even realize that the others are stealing all the other people on the island. That's why we don't see Sexy Blue Shirt Girl anymore. They stole her like they did with the tailies, but they're just so caught up in their own world that they don't even notice that these people are getting stolen. You, you think it's a, it's a narcissism issue? Yes. No, but they're, they're aware of their people being kidnapped and absorbed in the, into the others, right? Well, the tailies yeah, were, but like just aware of Where's Sexy Blue Shirt Girl? You think if she disappeared, those guys would actually notice? They're, you're right. Maybe they're very irresponsible towards the, uh, the like the people who don't who are more shy. The people with the worst agents. <laughs> the Nikki's and the Apollos of the of the group. Well, that's why they decided to go on the mission. Because they finally been... maybe maybe it's up to them to step up. Maybe it's yeah, like to want... step up a little bit. Do you want to be a main? Well, it's a it, bro. It is a big risk though because main characters are clearly no more safe than minor characters. Yeah, that's right. It's funny, like, you know, I wonder, I, I often wonder, like, if I was on a desert island, would, would I be, like, part of the leadership team? Would I be trying to, like, get involved in the in, in the goings-on? Or would I just be, like, a Nikki and Paula just trying to, like, survive? It's hard to, no, hard to I, know. I, I, already, I already know my role. I would never be the person in fucking charge because that's the terrible thing to be. I always want to be the dude that's next to him, like, telling him all the shit to do. Gunner would be one. Gunner would be here, Hurley. <laughs> Not even the number one. I don't even want to be that up front. I want to be like the guy whispering in the shadows. By the way, I hadn't done it before, so I just want you guys to know that just now I added Nikki and Paulo to our Lost Survivor spreadsheet, bringing the known survivors to thirty-four. Well, how do we know? I was really stressing out over that. How do we know she's a survivor? How do we know she's on the plane? I mean, we can assume. I mean, we that one guy uh, that was in season one. He was on the was... list, and then we took him off. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So, um, let's go back to the island. Saeed, John, and Desmond talk about trying to communicate with the others at the Pearl. Uh, when Charlie and Hurley show up, saying Echo's still missing, and John thinks he's going to that station. So then we go to another flashback. You guys got anything to say about that? Not, nothing really to say about it, I don't think. Nah. So we go to another flashback, and we go to Echo's first flashback. Um, we see kind of right where it ends up, right where his first, from the first episode, he had a flashback, right where that ends. So this is the second one. Like Ana Lucia's uh, second flashback, it picked up like right after her first one. So we had another flashback in between these, but... Uh, he's his did the same thing. We see the aftermath of the plane incident, and uh, we find out that this is Yemi's church as he finds his Bible. So the woman comes in, and uh, we find out that Yemi was going to England to continue his studying. So, uh, Daz, let me ask you a question: Is this the same church from the beginning of the episode when they got yeah. in trouble? Yeah. I, uh, oh, oh! Is it the same church? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no, no it's not at all. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a different. It's a different church. That it, it's a similar maybe environment, but I think it's a different actual church. Much bigger. It looked. What do you think, Jess? Same or different church? I thought it was the same, but then it has to be different, or else everyone would know who, like Echo, is. I would think. So I mean, yeah, they haven't. Was, you know, no, he says that he's semi-built the church. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah the, the, the first church was just to set the stage for this confess your sins motif. Right. And then he comes back to a different church 
I'm not saying they didn't recycle the set. I'm saying they're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be different buildings. I think they're, I think they're supposed to be different because he's going to a different church, but old, much older. It doesn't have to be the same church. It could be the same. It doesn't really matter. I think he, they no. He explicitly said like this was semi church. Like he built it. I think they said he built that church at some point. Sure. So he's he, so now Echo is trying Unless to I'm, fill in fill, fill in the the you know his brother's shoes and you know. To some some interesting consequences, you know, like why would okay, like, like, like 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 when that guy came? Okay, when the fucking militiamen or the fucking like um, what do you call goons? He, he looked like Dennis Rodman, by the way. Fucking mercy, yeah, uh, like warlord, warlord. Okay, war, war Nigerian warlords. Gosh, you know, so cruel. He's like. You know, give me the vaccines or else, you know, you're going to pay. What I don't know what I, I don't know exactly what he said, but I remember Echo saying, I'm not scared of you or I'm not afraid of you. And that was a good, I was like, oh, Echo, you're so badass. Like, that's going to work. <laughs> like, how, you know, you, that, that guy needs, you need to stand up to people like this. I was so happy that he said that. And then I was totally like horrified when, when he just, I can't believe they, they did this on Disney when, you know, Dennis Rodman or whoever it was just fucking like took that woman out. Bro, they shoot people on ABC. That's fine. Well, we'll talk, uh, we'll but, talk about I mean, that later. Well, we got more on that later. I, that's coming up later in the episodes. So. Okay. I so, thought that was kind of close to, to what we were. Yeah, doing. I thought that was like now-ish. Yeah, I mean, we got uh, it's a couple couple scenes. Um, so the next scene, we see Echo struggling around the jungle. Smokey flies by. We kind of already talked about this. So I, don't, I don't think we need to talk about it again. Because struggling around the jungle is putting it very lightly. <laughs> so we're, we're, you guys are all in agreement that Smokey was playing those guys? Which, honestly, never yeah. thought that. Never thought that. Um, uh, again, I don't so know you guys if brought it playing up. or like if that's just how he was interpreting it in his fever addled mind or you know i i don't know about these guys like this could be part in his head because we saw daniel daniel the kid from the church he wasn't on the plane right that's what i'm saying is like this point i think you can make a valid argument that it's a hallucination so we think Yemi is possibly the smoke monster and these guys but smokey flew by him when right before these guys came out. So that kind of puts a wrench in your, in your theory does because the, the Daniel well, was the not chi- on the, the plane. child. The child is the one where I'm like, okay, uh, what we don't really, I don't think we have enough information about the smoke monster. Can it just pull from yeah. your memory and do it? Can did the smoke monster like so the the bodies that go missing is the smoke monster just like well if i want to keep up the illusion am i just taking those bodies and chucking them somewhere no one will ever see them just so that i can do this uh you know is that why the bodies go missing like i guess but you know what about the child it's like, it's like a fucking know, unicycle you, know? you can get on and yeah. off <laughs> yeah, you, know, just, you can like. I, I think we're, we're a spin and then park it. I think we're we're <laughs> we're coming up with a theory, and we're just putting all our eggs in that basket, even when it doesn't necessarily 
come to. But, yeah, because the other dead bodies were on the island, so that makes sense. But, but Daniel uh, wasn't. I mean, that's the know. thing. That's, that's the way. I, the way I look at the smoke monster, it, it it's a spirit. It's a spiritual, um, you know, being, and that's what the smoke looks like. So a spiritual being can definitely take over a body. Okay. And leave, it, or, and leave yeah. it on like <laughs> you know on zombie mode if it has to. Right. All right. So the next we go back to John, who is inviting anyone who wants to come on the mission, and then Nikki and Paula decide to join him and Desmond and Saeed. So Daz, I'm going back to you. Isn't it great to finally see Nikki and Paula, who've been there this whole time, go on their first mission? Yeah, I, it is. It's kind of like a point of uh, nostalgia and like a trivia moment in the show when these characters are introduced. Um, I like the way they were introduced, you know, when she was like, oh, yeah, we'll go. And he was like, uh, what are you doing? She's yeah. like, well, you said you'd be complaining about you're not being involved. And that was like a, a pitch to these characters saying, hey, we haven't got any any um, here's, here's lines. Yeah, exactly. Here's, that's exactly the reason I kind of like these scenes is because I'm always curious about all these kind of looky loos that are just there. You know, like there's a bunch of other people, these kind of ambient crowds of people that, you know, listen to all these speeches, but we never hear from them. And they're just, no, they're, subjects. Busy, they're busy gathering firewood and fruit. yeah, whatever. they're gathering coconuts. I get it. But like now, now we get to hear from some of these two and we get to like, kind of see uh, what it's like for them. You know, there's an episode of Star Trek called, um, and now they've turned it into a series called Lower Decks. Oh, it's great. It's a really right. good show. Well, that, that, that was an episode of Next Generation where they, you know, one of the later seasons, they did a whole episode from like these Ensign's perspective or like these, whatever these like. Yeah, these I don't think I vaguely remember that. It's a great, it's a really good episode. And it's kind of interesting to see how they see the island and how they see these other characters and how they feel about what's going on. So I'm glad that I'm glad that they that this storyline exists. It satisfies a little bit of curiosity of like, okay, who are all the other people? Will we get a um, will we get a um, story a episode from them? You'll have to see. You'll have to wait. And see. I mean, did you do you not remember the one we had in the first season? I mean, they were there the whole time. You don't remember their episode? No. Yeah. Do we forget that? But, one? but we've also this isn't their introduction. We've seen them like a few episodes. Uh, you remember Desmond got the uh, the five iron from Paulo, like an episode or two ago, and they've already been popping up. Yeah, they've so been this, in. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had to weave them into the show a little bit to me because if dude, if they came like completely out of nowhere and they hadn't done like anything on the island, you'd be a little more suspicious. It's still yeah. jarring, though. It's still jarring seeing, like, John Locke talk to Nikki. I'm just like, this is weird. It just doesn't really <laughs> kind of mesh together, you know? Yeah, that is well, true. Yeah, it's, it's new, new people. But at least she looks, she's easy on the eyes. Yeah. This is why, yeah, this is why writers should never listen to the audience. Because everyone wouldn't shut up about what about the people in the back? So they're like, okay, hey, leave me alone. I didn't do that until yeah. the podcast, okay? I wasn't <laughs> calling for more sexy are, Aren't you curious about all those people? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about all those people. In the I, care, I care. Well, I, I don't need 10 episodes of them gathering fish in a pond. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Is, Nikki, is Nikki a replacement for Shannon? 
That's a, that's we'll bad. have to see. Add, no, I had some eye candy, kind of. Yeah. Maybe. All right, so let's I go. I mean, Nikki's I don't way, episodes of Polly yeah, Nikki's way farther ahead of Shannon. Yeah, I'll. I'll well, yeah, you can replace you can replace yeah. people with better options. That's Doesn't mean it has to be yeah. equal. Yes, it's upgrade. Yeah. All right, so we got a quick shot of of uh, I almost said ego because my damn spot <laughs> of Echo in the jungle, and then we go to his flashback, and he gets scolded by Daniel, the altar boy, uh, when the militia showed up looking for the vaccine. He tells the militia that he's not afraid of him and then they come and bang they shoot the poor woman so Fuge did Echo handle this correctly? Uh correctly I mean the lady died so probably not um, How should he have handled it? Just not said anything? Or stood up to them? Uh, yeah, well, this is a hindsight situation right? I mean the move is to fake an agreement with them and then like ambush them when they come back for it and kill them all then. Ah, like that. I mean, but that again, I'm blessed with like knowing how the scene plays out, you know, the time to analyze options, not being at gunpoint when a fucking gang of, you know, random militia people show up like, but Removed from that, no. My plan would definitely be falsify some sort of agreement, get people to wait in the lurch, lure them in, jump them, get their weapons, kill them all, and be on my way. But they're supposed to be God people. They're not going to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's why he had to do it by himself. It's no true. one else in that village, bro. They straight up. There were like thirty people in that village, and like th- what, three, four people with guns. Is that it? Yeah, I think there was three of them. Weren't there three? three? Yeah, three. Three. And the one guy had a fucking pistol. You're telling me that... Don't forget Echo had two guns. All I'm saying is you could have, like, jumped them for you. If you caught them unawares, you'd lose maybe one or two people. But they're getting shot anyways. Well, did the one guy have a gun or just the machete? I had a he had a, uh, he had a pistol on his hip, okay. I believe. Okay. All right, so then we go back to uh, to John. Oh, we already did that. We go back to Echo, who's kind of like you said, tending to his wounds, kind of putting the dirt into his wounds. Um, yeah, and- uh, dude, is that? I mean, I know I no, you, yeah, but you can use clay to seal a wound. That was not clay. That was like mud. <laughs> so then the, spo- was, the, the smoke monster like shows up <laughs> and then quickly flies away and then Locke's group shows up. So, Jesse, one of our conversations, was that scene done on purpose? If you know what I'm trying to ask. Yeah. Did it run away from John or did it run away from Echo? I'm uh, more thinking of no? the foreshadowing. No, I don't think uh, so. I just think that, you know. If that was where it was going to do its whole judgment thing, and then the other people complicate that, you know? So I don't think it, uh, I, I don't look too deeply into that. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, so then back to Jack, who's in his cell, and Juliet shows up with a cheeseburger. And when she walked, <laughs> this was my thought <laughs> during this scene. She walked in. I go, here's the cheeseburger scene. Because every time she co- she comes in, I'm surprised that it's not a cheeseburger. Because I remember him going, you have cheeseburgers here? 
And every time she never brings him a cheeseburger. So I'm seeing all these moments <laughs> that I thought were earlier on in the show finally coming coming uh, to fruition. To fruition. So but what, I, what I love about the cheeseburger, you know, the way that they kind of introduce so brilliant, like because she says, yeah, I butchered a cow. <laughs> I ground up the beef. I like I baked the factory the, the, that made bread and whatever, like. You realize how many people labor goes into a cheeseburger. Like how many different kinds of experts have to like. I, I assume she was full of shit and they just get those Dharma drops. No, of course. That's what happened. But like, I don't know. It's just funny to think. It's just funny. Like that. Oh, you're thinking of like the labor intensive. Yeah, a cheeseburger, no, yeah, a cheeseburger symbolizes that we are connected to the real world. It's it says like, hey, we we have supplies that we get. My my whole sugar. thought was, I bet he would have liked ketchup or mayonnaise, and I'm sure Hurley ate both of those canisters by himself. <laughs> Just one hand of ketchup, one hand of ranch of um, mayonnaise. Of, oh God! Delightful. That was just vile <laughs> so then ben shows up and tells him that they had a big plan to break jack and uh, including uh a printout of how juliet look or they pointed out that uh juliet kind of looks like sarah his ex so does let me ask you uh so do you think this was the plan all along or do you think he was to break it yeah or do you think that that uh that he was telling the truth um, I think that was part of. I, I think they probably did have this plan. Or do we do we think that Juliet just rushed up his plan because of her plan that we'll find out about later? Uh, that's a good question. You know what? We'll I, tell, you know what? I'm not, I know there's two plans going at once. Let's, let's go not, back to that when we get to Juliet's plan later. Yeah, okay, that's that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so back to the jungle. John asks. Yeah. Be, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have. A, I have something to say about. That. <laughs> well, I'll I'll throw that question back to you then when we get there. So, uh, back to the jungle. John asks Echo if he's going to go to the plane where Yemi, and then all of a sudden Yemi pulls a knife out and essentially tells him to take his brother's name out of his GD mouth. So, Fuge, why did Echo snap like this? Because uh, he's running a fever of 125 and he's all delusional and said his brother's name and he didn't like it. I mean, he almost Chris rocked the hell out of him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he almost OJ'd him. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's a little closer to the actual murder. but um, All right. So, so, uh, so by the way, uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the flashback before we get into this. Um, so back in flashback, the nurse who I don't think was building this episode because I don't even think we know her name, just Daniel's mom. Uh, but the nurse tells him not to mess with the militia members. That was Daniel's mom, right? The nurse. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so uh, tells her not to mess with them, and he goes to another person and offers to sell him the vaccine. So future, I asked earlier about. Echo's motive. So does, does does this scene throw a wrench in the theory that he's doing all this for the good? Like, because again, when I first saw this, I'm like, oh crap! There goes my theory that Echo is is being a good I, I, guy. No, I thought he was setting a trap. 
Oh, see, I didn't get that at this point until later. No, I, my whole thing was he literally went to because he knows there's no way he can pull that up without the uh, the warlords finding out. So he went to go. So he faked a a, a a a sale to get their attention so that they would come to him. Except he didn't do my plan and involve all the other villagers and get a real jump on him because I guess. He's super badass and just wanted to do it all himself. I'll tell you what. If- yeah, but what okay, well, 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 what, I, what I'd be worried about is, okay, when you kill a few of these, don't the rest of them come back? Well, no, that's I mean, the thing. It's not like this is a gang of five or whoever, however many people are showing dude, up. Dude, that's the problem with these, like, little militia gangs. Like, they really are, like, three is a small number. But, you know, like 10, 15, 20 dudes that just have a bunch of guns and no one else has any means of defending themselves. I'll tell you what, if Jack Bender didn't direct this episode and Tony Scott did, they would all end up holding, holding pointing guns at each other by the end of this episode. Because yeah. that's how every Tony Scott movie ends. Except maybe Top Gun. All right. So, uh, by the way, you guys want a useless fact? I know you love my useless facts. Um, the song that was playing in the bar in this scene was called Echo Largos. And it was by a famous Nigerian singer, Femi Kwati or Kuti. Yeah, Femi Kuti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kuti's son. My next point is the son of Fela Kuti. By the yeah. way, the only reason I mention this is because I had to sit through the effing musical Fela, which is one of my least favorite musicals ever, right up there with South Pacific and Avita. I freaking did not enjoy Fela. Fela became more of a joke. Um, just because none of us enjoyed it. Oh, but the music is so good. Yeah, it, the music was good, but I just think we weren't in the mood for it. I'll take Fella over Sondheim any day. I like, did you see it? I saw Fella. Yeah, I oh, saw it in did? LA. I liked it a lot. I'll tell you what. Wait, I, I, I don't know if the story was that memorable, but this, the music was great. It was, was way great. better than South Pacific or Evita. South Pacific, I literally wanted maybe, to. But change. maybe those are. Those are both pretty popular musicals. Maybe I didn't like Evita. I, I felt I slept through the whole thing. What well, do you have a favorite musical? Uh yeah, I, I uh, Avenue Q. Oh okay. Or Hamilton. I, I think Hamilton. That's, that's, that's Scott. I never heard of that one. So you do like musicals? Oh, Avenue, Avenue Q. Q is the Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Oh really? It's a Sesame Street musical. It's well, a Sesame no, Street. It's Avenue Q. Yeah, it's like an adult. Sesame yeah, Street. yeah. The so, dirty, dirty Sesame Street. Yeah, they have a song called "The Internet Is for Porn." Um, <laughs> it's it. it's fantastic. I've seen it three times. Didn't I? Didn't I make you the? Did you buy the soundtrack, Jess? Didn't I tell you to buy that? I've heard the soundtrack. Uh, it didn't really land with me. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Although I knew uh, the music before I saw the play. Uh, I've seen it twice. I've seen it three times. I've seen it in, on Broadway with two of the original cast members and in the play um it, cuz it's like Sesame Street but the the landlord in the building is Gary Coleman not the actor Gary Coleman it's a woman playing the character of the actor Gary Coleman it's fantastic yeah. listen to Avenue Q it's great i loved it i love it but yeah fela uh yeah i didn't love the that musical i didn't hate it i guess but uh i'm a big musical fan just listen to the albums. You don't need the music. I think I actually have it. This is the music. I yeah. saw it in the library and I the original broad uh, Broadway recording and I bought it. Oh, my other favorite one, um, Big Fish. They, they, okay. they, it previewed it's in a Chicago. movie. Yeah, they did a musical on it. It previewed in Chicago, 
and then went to Broadway, lasted like nine days on Broadway. But I saw the preview. It was amazing. Like, I, w- I would love see, to see uh, the RoboCop musical. It's pretty good. <laughs> Beetlejuice, that's supposed to be good, too. The Evil Dead musical, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, is that still on? I don't know. Bro, did Spider-Man, like, a bunch of people, like, get super hurt yeah, in the Spider-Man thing, and they just canceled that shit? Oh, I don't know they canceled it. I know, like, they, they had to revamp it a couple times. So. Like, it was, like, I heard something like, oh, my God, it's spectacular, but, like, everyone breaks bones every show, so, like, they just can't do it. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to the jungle, and the group is at the Pearl, and uh, Echo starts digging up. It looks like he's, like, moving boulders to get into the plane. When John asks Echo what he saw. So, Jesse, it's time to play my favorite game, which is talk to me without actually talking to me. So, um, you texted me earlier in this week and asked me a question. So, first yeah. off, yes, absolutely. I think your question is right. Um, and I didn't answer it because I wanted to answer another podcast. Um, so, my question to you is, can I repeat that question here? Daz and Fuge, or is it given away? No, you can, no, you cannot. Right. Sorry, guys. Jesse has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, after season three is over, you can you know pin it, pin this question, and you can ask it later. Um, no, this is a this is the end is game a, of the show. This question. is a penultimate. Yeah. No. no, but then of course you can't ask. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it that big of a deal? But all right, well, we'll 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 try to remember this. Oh, did you may just take my headphones off? No, because there's more listeners than just you who haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. There might be like one or two people out there who've never seen Lost who are listening to this podcast. They're also maybe while they're watching every episode. There are also maybe one or two listeners, period. I was gonna say, I think you're being very generous. (laughs) I know the numbers. You'd be surprised. Okay, so then back to Echo's flashback. The militia comes back and they try to cut off his hands when their pan backfires. So, Keith, what was your thought what was, when he walked out of church holding the machete, the pistol, and covered in blood? He just looked like a badass. Somebody I didn't want to fuck with. <laughs> it's a badass yeah. priest. All right. I agree. All right, that so, is a guy you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. They chose the wrong priest. Yes. Should have messed with. That shows he never really was a priest. No, just because you put on a collar doesn't make you a doesn't man of God. A but yeah, I didn't. Exactly. I guess to go back to you what gotta walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. But you to go back go to what chopping up warlords with machetes—that's no, a no-no. Well, he didn't think he did anything wrong, though, which we'll get to that later. Although yeah, you know, you, remember that, you guys remember seeing that movie Gangs in New York? There was like a priest that was like part of the warring, one of the warring factions, like. Maybe there are scenarios when, like, like a priest might have to pick up arms for some holy cause. It depends uh, on Harvey uh, Keitel and uh, from Dustal Dawn. I say it depends on what point you are in history and which particular sect of that religion, bro. There's literally a whole uh, like like warrior monks. It's a whole sure, thing. sure. So I wonder is that is that what Echo is? Maybe you know, is he evil? I don't know. I mean, he saved a bunch of people. But did he? Yeah, well, that's the thing is, or does what, you what, know, you say, what do they want? They wanted a vaccine. Yeah, right? they wanted the money from the vaccine. They just wanted the black market money. Well, I maybe now we know why the others didn't want Echo 
And they took everyone oh. else except Echo and Lucia, both of them with blood on their hands. And then Libby, who may or may not have worked for them. We don't know yet. And Bernard, who's just, you know, maybe they're racist and uh, don't like interracial marriage. I don't know why he's not a good person. Did they try uh, to take Echo out and then he responded by killing them? Yeah, because like that was the. It took yeah, him 48 so days to, to talk and it took her. But were they trying days. to take him, though? Oh, yeah, maybe. I guess. I yeah, they, maybe they just didn't get him yet, you know? Yeah, it's possible that they were just picking whoever they could. And Echo was, you know, positioning himself in a defensive position or something. Also, he's like the hardest one to grab. Yeah. Like he's 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 putting up the most fight. Like I feel like you're saving him for last when like yeah you need like a, you need like five guys. Yeah, do you like what I'm saying? Like you need like the rest of the like the other numbers to be dwindled down a little bit so he can't get reinforcements. Yeah, like he's a, he's a dude, dude, he was beating, big muscular figure. Dude, he was beating people to death with sticks like right away. And like they introduced yeah. him. He was beating people to death with sticks. <laughs> what happened to his Jesus stick? Do we know? Do you ever see it, it again, got, Jess? It got blown up. He got he blown up. Didn't have the protection of the Jesus yeah. stick in this episode. That might be another thing. There you go. That, there you go. You know, All right, so, so back to the pearl. Uh, Nikki is watching the orientation film from the pearl, and she points out that the pearl is a monitor station. Uh, and then Saeed gets one of the monitors working, and we get to see Patchy. So Fuge. Aren't we glad that Nikki finally decided to come out of the out of the background or out of the chorus, as Darleton would say? She was so fucking smug when her idea was useful <laughs> too. Like it was like visual smug. <laughs> well, her contribution was getting the monitors to work. Paulo's was taking a shit. In the well, hey, showed him the bathroom. Hey, that is. Do not. Well, I guess they do have the other hatch, but I would say don't sell that short. Like. All right. So then we go back to Jack, where Juliet comes in, uh, claiming to have a movie for him. Uh, was it of mice? No, it was uh, one flew over the Atticus Fitch. Oh, was it? I thought kill, it was, uh, to Mocking kill a mockingbird. Yeah. Oh, to kill a mockingbird. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so uh, and then she does the whole love actually thing with the signs. So telling Jack. Come on. It's Bob Dylan. Well, that's let's see, yeah, the originator. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. But but I, I, Andrew Lincoln, it's like his one moment of fame before Walking Dead. Um, and one of the most fucked up things they ever do in a movie. Like that's crazy. A hundred percent true. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So she tells Jack that Ben's dangerous and that he should agree to do the surgery, but then actually kill him. So Keith. Do you think that it's a wise decision or do you think this is part of Ben's plan again? I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, to Daz because I promised him I'd ask him this question. So Daz, now we have, we have kind of three possible plans. We have Ben's plan. We have the uh, alternative plan of Ben's plan being spoiled by Jack accidentally seeing the x-rays or we have juliet's plan plan. if you will yeah now plan c is juliet's plan which is just kill him and uh because he's a bad guy so are all these maybe there's a jack plan in all this no there's 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 a plan d in here too where juliet's trying to see where jack's loyalties are to like figure that out 
Oh, right. Really so there's there's a lot of things going on. But so I want to hear Daz. You know what? I want to hear everyone's th- theory. What uh, what are all your theories? I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you go first because I promise. This has got to be one of the most interesting reveals in this in this episode, where Juliet reveals herself to be a double agent, and so what she has to do, is, and she's really the one that is trying to control everything that's happening. She's the one like, she's the executor here. She's really executing her plan. Um, more than Ben or Jack are executing their plans. So she needs Jack to be on her side and she needs Linus to be on her side. So she has to act competently in, in, in furtherance of Ben's plan, all the while getting Jack to trust her so that she can finally spring this uh, her plan, which is that Jack do the operation and kill him, um, you know, kill kill Linus. But to do that, then she has to trust Jack too. She has to trust that Jack's not going to spill it by exposing her. When right, she could just this. save him and then be like, "Hey, by the way, Juliet wanted yeah, me I wanted to, to fuck you. <laughs> she wanted to kill you during while you're out." So what's your thought? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Jack has found out shit. I think Ben is manipulating him and this whole plan and everything. I so I don't. I think it's going according to plan for Ben. I I think he is uh, on top of it and letting Jack think that oh he he's found out all this information about him. Uh, but I think it's just playing right into his hand. I don't remember. Does does we don't you have to answer? Does he even actually have cancer or are they fake X rays? He has cancer, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. I was Which like, is, there's also planned yeah, that's an, where it's a that's fake an interesting X-ray. point. Yeah, on an island that you know can heal people so quickly, and he's getting sick. So what does that mean? Like what? Right. Uh, so that's cool. Maybe Rose gave him her cancer. No, because he had it before she got. Hi, right, Keith. What's your thoughts? I want to hear yours. Yeah, it's just it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, kind of. I was thinking that it was, uh, um, I don't know, uh, part part of his plan, but it's interesting that why would he be getting sick if everybody else? That's an interesting point that um, Jesse made that now I'm kind of puzzled on. Well, wait, what, what, what's the question? Why would he be getting sick? If everybody else can get healed. healed real easy on the island. It's like this is but a magical I, island. I think, yeah. I think I think the island has a will, and perhaps right. Ben has not been chosen. He has angered the will of the island. Yes, we yeah. haven't found out why Juliet's there yet, have we? But no, no. I think we're like two episodes away from that. Okay. But if the island is choosing. If it's the will of the island, the will the island also brought Jack there, right? So it's bringing him someone to help him possibly fix it. So is it really trying to kill him, or is it trying to? Interesting debate. We'll have to see how this plays out. Now, did you guys think that Juliet looked like Sarah? I never thought of it. Not. I forgot what Sarah looked like. I mean, were they just like blondes? Was that it? Yeah, blonde women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, back to, uh, to again, egos. Yeah, but if, 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 I guess if Jack has a type, then they got his type. They that is pretty type. evil. That is very like devious and sinister. 
That, bro, that's like manipulation 101. I guess. That's like basic love. That's rookie shit. Come on. Come on. I think it's just I, like, I, haven't held, I haven't held as many prisoners captive as you. So, I, you know, you, well, I that's part of your experience. I, I know you're on like the lawyer side. You're on the other, whatever. But. Well, then why didn't they, then why, here, I'm going to, this is going to sound, this is going to sound like I'm just being silly and stupid, but this is a legitimate question. If, 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 if they really think that they used Juliet because she looked like Sarah, why would they also kidnap Kate, who's a brunette? Instead, why wouldn't they kidnap, uh, you know, sexy blue shirt girl who's a blonde who looks more like Sarah than Kate? Because uh, Juliet's on the inside track and work for him. Yeah, I think that, like, they, it's, been reiterating the amount of information that, that he has on Jack that, that he can pull from anywhere. And then I think it's after the fact, Ben doing his research and drawing and being and making the connection. Oh, they look alike. I should throw that out in conversation to get inside yeah. Jack's head more. I, I don't think it's something that they purposely set up. I think it's something that he connected later on. Okay. Uh, yeah, it seems like a happenstance that he used as a flex to make him seem like yeah. he's a stronger manipulator than he might actually be. Okay, I, I guess I agree with that. All right, so let's go back to Echo's flashback. So Echo's getting ready to leave when the nurse tells him that they must shut down the church because it's essentially unholy now. She so suggests that he do go to London and repent. So Which is, I'm going to say, very dumb because there have been all kinds of battles in all sorts of famous temples and mosques and churches and synagogues across the globe. And they didn't board them up. They just fucking cleaned them and, and used them again. Yeah, I guess that's true. Bro, the Hagia Sophia has been taken over like six different times. It's been Christian, it's been Muslim, it's been Christmas, it's been Muslim. Um, the, you know, the, at the Wailing Wall, when the, you thought the Persians fought the Persians, uh, they got the shit kicked out of them, big bloody battle. They didn't tear the fuck down. They cleaned it up and used it again. I, I just don't understand this. Oh, we can't use the church anymore. Get out of here, idiots. It was desecrated. So you clean it. It's like, okay, let me ask you this. Would you buy a house where there'd been a bunch of murders that occurred in the house? Um, depends on the context of the murders. If it was like lovers quarrels, sure. If it was because it's an area that's rampant in crime and break-ins were the cause of the murders, then no. What if it was yeah, just huge like, murder in that place? But if, if I save a question, lot of money on it, you know, I yeah, want to buy a murder house. If the question is like, <laughs> will I buy a murder house on a discount? Absolutely. Yeah, the church is free for everyone, so no one's saving anything. Well, it doesn't matter because Future's going to murder that pussy as soon as he has the house free. anyway. Take all your goddamn money. I don't go to church, so I don't know. Well, there you go. Bro, they got tied. They got I, I thought you could show. Well, every time I showed up, I didn't I didn't put anything in the collection hat, so I guess uh, I, I, uh, you gotta pay I'm a bad church dues. You gotta, <laughs> I was usually going as a plus one, so I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, bro, yeah. That's like going to the country club as a guest. Like, you're not paying for the membership. You're just eating the fucking sandwich and losing the course. All right, so then back to Echo. Yummy shows up again and agrees to hear Echo's confession. He claims that he's not sinned and that it's only done 
what he had to to survive. Does is that true? Right. But what we do? What, sorry, I just said, right. is that true? Do you agree with him? That's exactly right. That's right. He. That's when it is kind of. Rem, he reminds all of us, including these, you know, judgy pudgies at the church. Uh, look, I, I did what I needed to do to save Yemi or save the village or do all these. I did what nobody else was willing to do. I did the hard, ruthless thing for the good end. And, well, and again, like how many, if I didn't do it, more people would have suffered. Well, how many religious wars have there been? Like this whole you can't commit violence in the name of of good doesn't fucking make sense, and it doesn't track with any of Christianity's history. It's true. I mean, he was really defending himself. He was defending the village. So, like, you know, it, it, like I, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, okay, really the issue is that uh, he feels guilty. He feels guilty for ultimately causing Yemi's death. And I don't know if he has gotten overall that. But is Echo a bad man or good? I think it's just like, bro, I think it's not the right, really, it's not really the right way to look at it. He's just a man. He's just a guy that did what he needed to do to survive. And. You know, I he mean, probably feels. I, I think he feels a lot of trauma from what he's done. I, I mean, if you, kill sure. it, if you trap and kill an animal to eat to survive, are you evil? No. So no. if you so I, you know, but if you torture they, it, maybe. maybe well, yeah, good. don't like fucking be like sick about it, but That's you know, of, yeah, but, don't but, like. But, but, don't giggle with glee while you're ripping. It's like well, that, that's. Uh, I think that's what that's what was demonstrated by these warlords when this guy just said, "Oh, you're not afraid of me, so I'm going to shoot randomly, shoot this person and yes, kill." That them. was evil. Now he, you're going to be afraid of me. You know that's he, really that was pretty. Yeah, evil. He committed malice with glee in order yeah. to inspire fear and order and subjugation in another person. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. So, so echo. And it's the worst kind of violence because you're not even doing it to the person that says I'm not afraid. Because it's not like he went and shot Echo for saying he's not afraid. He's committing random violence against oh, another terrible. person as, right, right, as exactly. intimidation. Right. So, so echo. I feel like you know, I don't judge him for that killing. I really don't. I don't know if I judge him for anything. I just think that he has done some things that. I think future this is it. If you if you have one like like righteous murder in your life, like you can get let that slide. I mean, Echo's got a few too many in his. Like, got it's, like an, un, it's like an unnatural a, a number of like righteous. I think he's got murders. a couple of several unrighteous murders under his belt as well. There too. There so. were probably a few ones that were like. Eh. A few of them were like, he enjoyed it maybe a little too much, you know? Yeah, you, you could have just maimed that uh, that, that <laughs> older dude, you know, or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. But he, he, feel, he feels a lot of guilt, and that's ultimately what this is about. The conflict is internal. He, I don't know what he thinks about himself, but I think, I think what, what, what no, is the thing? we do is, know what he thinks about himself. I think he, he thinks that he did what he had to do. And, the, you know, the kid asked him, he's like, are you a bad man? He's like, only God. Can yeah, but he's feel, his conflict is the reason that Yemi is able to get into his head. And it's not actually Yemi. It's, it was revealed that this was the something else. This is some kind of apparition. 
And yeah. I think that we got to talk about these last words that he says, which, which is you're, you're next. You're, you're next. Right, right. I think that was him realizing, okay, I was duped. I was tricked. This, this monster, whatever it is, somehow tapped into my feelings, my guilt, and, and led me on this uh, chase, this, this, this wild goose chase. And it was all fake. It wasn't it was yet. It was, it was the, into a trap. It was a trap, and I and I got I got duped. And you you guys are next. It's going to get you too. That's what he was saying. Because if if the if the smoke monster can do this, can be so uh, you know so invasive, so, such a violation of of your psyche. And if, if the smoke monster can do that, then I mean, there's no there's no telling what it can do. It's like hard. How do you stop it? Imagine if like. Some person from your life that you associate all this trauma and guilt. We probably do have someone that could like, you know, provoke that kind of feeling in, in us. I mean, imagine if you saw that person and like that person was talking to you and like, I don't know, like it would probably be a total mind fuck. Nah, bro. I got no loved ones. I'm totally good. <laughs> your conscience is clear. That means you're. No, my conscience is absolutely not clear. I just, you know. Someone showing up is like one of my. That, that wouldn't be well. I don't know. Maybe the smoke monster would have a hard time. Uh, now, now, if I had massive internal hemorrhaging and infections, right? And then maybe it'd be different. I would probably be a little less clear-headed. But <laughs> all right, well, let's finish right. this episode real fast uh, before we. Uh, so Yemi tells Echo, we mentioned this before. You speak to me as if I was your brother. Echo finds out that who he is when Smokey shows up and whoops the crap out of him. And of course, John runs up to his body. He whispers your necks in his ear and we can, it's safe to say echo passed away. Right. No one has any doubt that echo closed his eyes and everything. Yeah. Like he was pretty dead. Yeah. So, I, thought, I thought he died. Yeah. So, can, we, can we say that he died? Not because of uh, the hatch exploding, but he died because of the smoke, smoke monster. Oh yeah. Smoke monster beat him into the trees and the ground. The, 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 the smoke monster finished him off. So, I would say he died from internal bleeding. Was is probably the- <laughs> so. So before we end this episode, I got a couple things at the end here. But anyone have interpretation of your next? Does anyone think it means anything besides you guys are the next ones to die, or to come to terms with your trauma? I don't know. But was he focusing it to John, and then John then focused it to the whole group? Or what's the interpretation there? I mean, yeah, could he say you're next and John reiterated as we're next? It, he or, said it right. to John straight directly, right? Yeah. Honestly, so he must have been talking to John. Or he could have just said you're all next. Like, yeah, that, that, that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I kind of interpret it to him telling John you're next, meaning like, because remember, John was the 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 worshiper of the island and then john lost his faith and echo came in and took over as the worshiper of the island and maybe he's telling john you're next you need to come back and be the worshiper of the island take over my lead oh maybe uh, well, i don't know that's a good that's a good point so all right well before we get into look, I look got, at what it brought look at what his faith got into look at what happened to echo I think he thought he meant. I think he knew that the island had duped him, or that at least the smoke monster had duped him. He might not have been. He might have been still a disciple of the island at that point, but 
something got him. I think he knew, I think he knew that. So Keith, let me ask you, um, because we found out earlier from Rousseau may or may not be true, but she says that the smoke monster is the Island security system. Does the Island and the smoke monster have this, uh, do they work for each other? Does the smoke monster really protect the Island or they're on two different sides? What do you think? No, I totally think it protects the island. Yeah, it's it's the spiritual being that's there to protect the island, and I think it's controlling a lot more than than we know. Than we, you know, than just going around blowing smoke. So, so I have one more thing before we end this. Uh, but uh, does anyone else have anything else about this episode? I got I some for you, Jess. Yeah. I got some for you. Don't worry. Before we end, I don't know if this okay. is what you're what you're going to talk about, but. Uh, Keith, did you think, did you expect Echo to bow out of the, the show, get killed? Or what, no, what you not think at all. That? No, not yeah. at all. I, I was I was totally kind of surprised that they were uh, taking him out. Yeah. You know, he only had a limited commitment, the actor, whose name I have trouble pronouncing. So let's, uh, so, okay. He only had, he had a two, two season commitment. That's why. Well, so let's talk about this, but before we get into it, Jess, uh, if you could explain again, we did a great job explaining this on our unaired podcast. Um, but, um, before we get into why Echo was killed off, um, let me ask you this quick question. Um, why, if, if we found out Ottawale, the reason why is because of Ottawale, um, why didn't they just kill him when the hatch exploded like why did they make him come back to film these it could have been super easy just to be like oh he disintegrated in the hatch did they have to give him the pathos of his you know backstory and yeah absolutely that's the reason because they had to write him out properly they didn't do that for libby well that was for shock and they didn't need another character to go to for the shock. I mean, I think, and plus echo was a more important character than Libby in the grand scheme of things. I think he was a more revered character. People liked echo a lot. Not to Hurley and Hurley is us. We are Hurley. Yeah. So I guess, why don't oh, you, I, you know, I was sad. I, I, oh, that was not to say that I was very sad and kind of shocked when Libby died too. But they, if they, if you had two of them in the same episode, it, it lessened the impact of each of them. So by spreading it out, you give more value to Libby's death and Ana Lucia. And then you, you know, you can develop that extra. Well, also, you there were character. like way too many loose ends with his backstory, like with his brother. Yeah, right. I, like you had to wrap some of that shit up. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, he had a really interesting backstory. One of my favorite, you know, storylines. Yeah. You know what? I loved him. When I was first watching the show, I really didn't get into Echo this watch. Maybe because I know his story and and some of the... Well, you know, he's not that great in all of the episodes, but there are a couple standouts. The ones where we get flashbacks of Yemi and him growing up in Nigeria, That's those are really cool. There was one in season two, and this one was definitely notable. So those two are great episodes. And then there's that one where they find the pearl. Mm -hmm. Echo features it in that heavily. And in that episode, you know, you see Echo with this like renewed purpose and he becomes like so mission oriented. And he's like, you know, the, the, the I, I think the work that you're doing in the hatch is, is more important than ever, John Locke. And it's like, 
I don't know. He takes on a point of view of the audience. I think that is very appealing. So he had some of the, he had some standout episodes, even though I think some of his other episodes are not, not that strong. He doesn't say a lot, you know, for much of the time we see him, but in those three episodes, you really get a lot from him. All right. Well, Jess, can you, you want to talk about why Adewale left the show? Oh, like they had intended Mr. Echo to be like, a major part of the show going forward and you know he was supposed to like bounce off of john locke as for like the faith of the island and that that storyline and he uh, apparently just he did not like being in hawaii away from his family and also his um he he had like his parents they died and he was like not happy there so that's why he asked to leave the show so it was a mix oh. of just being did he also want to be part? You know, didn't he also want to uh, develop his movie career? I'm sure that was part of it, but I think it was just being like alone and losing family members and like all of yeah. that in, at that one time. And he was like, "I just I went out of here." So and being so isolated, you know, Hawaii. I mean, you know, it sounds like a dream come true to be on this hit TV show that happens to shoot in Hawaii, but it can yeah. feel so far. And so right. remote, like th- that's kind of jarring when I, I, you know, I've been to Hawaii many times and every time I'm there, I'm like, boy, I do feel really far. But it is crazy that Daniel Day Kim and then three other actors that all were killed off the show were arrested for drunk driving. Poor is, yeah. is Jin next? That's the real question. Yeah. Before you start the music real quick. Um, one you didn't play the uh, goodbye clip. I, music. I I know I hit the wrong button. I was about to oh, play. Okay, it there, but I and two. I'm gonna say Echo yeah. doesn't get the uh, the farewell. <laughs> F you, Echo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Second question. So Echo was the uh, opposite of John Locke, right? So he got religion and and science, right? Or faith, faith and what faith, were the two things? Faith and science. Yeah, faith and science. And who's going to replace Echo now for the faith side? You'll will see. There be, I know. Will there be more? I know who it is. You guys remember Daz and Keith and the future? So it's good for me to ask that question, right? Because that, that does need to be. There is there is definitely a ying to to John's yang. <laughs> that sounds is it would it happen to be Patch Man? Maybe. We'll see. We have to find out. That's a good question, but come back to it. I mean, I think we'll I think it'll Speaking be Speaking of Patch Man, who is he? Was he is he like um ex military or Something or is he like? I do we mean, know more about this guy? I know he had a Dharma jumpsuit on. That's all I know. Do we is know? Is eye patch really a thing still? Like, do some people go with the eye patch when they uh, have? If you're got a big giant hole in your face, yeah. Because that one clip of him gave me the um, he's like a hitman militia type. I mean, it could also have been they they think that it's going on it's right now so, but it might so, be old so footage also. evil bad guys now that you can't really rock one without having this like <laughs> i don't know it's like no, it's not it's no longer a neutral article of i don't know nick fury is a good guy he's got eye patch hawk harrelson the white Sox hall of fame broadcaster he had an eye patch for uh like a couple months a couple years ago he had eye surgery and he had, a, he had a Fire. white sock, uh, white socks logo on his iPad. It was actually kind of awesome. 
So I don't know, man. You got uh, lazy eye, throw an eye patch on, strengthen the muscle, fix that shit. <laughs> All right. That's what I would do. Well, guys, this one hurt me a lot more the first three times watching this show as opposed to this one. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, let's just start off with the woman Amika killed, just shot her in cold blood. She passed away long before her time. Well, she was old. She probably would have died soon anyway. I don't know. Life expectancy in that country. Well, we know she probably wouldn't have gotten a vaccine, so... Um, so then let's talk about Amika and his uh, gang, the militia. I know they were killed with machetes, and I didn't hear gunshots, but uh, no, I think it was mostly just chopping. Just sliced the one dude's neck, cut someone the hands off, and then he chopped the other dude in the face. And then we got Mr. Echo. Probably the, my first time watching this, the biggest loss to me out of the ones we'd lost so far this one hurt the most he was my favorite at this time my first time watching it my favorite character absolutely but uh now he's gone now he's gone echo hope you show up again physically and not like there's an empty chair look there's echo Hopefully we see your smiling face again. Not as like a Jedi ghost. Yes, not a force ghost. Um, But we may have lost in this episode, but we got a lot of good stuff in this episode. So if nothing else. Yeah, maybe he'll be a manifestation of the smoke monster. Maybe. Maybe he'll be a crocodile. And uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide squad. Or maybe he'll be former Bears great Dave Durison. Never know. That was that Probably con- not, concussion movie with Will Smith. It's ironic that he did a concussion movie, then gave Chris Rock a concussion. So. You know, I worked with the um, the guy that Will Smith played in that concussion movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, for the pathologist. Um, I forgot his name, but yeah, I worked with him. Once. Well, the the other, there's like two big concussion research specialists. The other, um, who has, he has a documentary on Netflix and he, um, he's on TV all the time. I see many ESPN all the time. When I was being certified for soccer, he did the whole sections on, um, on, uh, concussions but i graduated high school with him like i wouldn't say i was friends with him we were acquaintances we shared several friends but uh chris nowinski he was in wwf for a while played football at harvard yeah, you know, it's weird that football is still a thing yeah doesn't look like it's dying anytime soon i mean it's it's dangerous yeah but you no know, it will die a natural i think it, it will go as parents just stop letting their kids my wife wouldn't let my kid play tackle football. Bro, it is boring. Football is a fucking boring sport to I, watch. Okay, thank you. It sucks. It's, it's not it's a fun sport to so watch. Oh, boring. I fucking hate there's watching. No, there's no action. 
It's it, dude. It's the dumbest redneck. Like, oh, something happens for thirty seconds, and then I'll just fucking do nothing for. Oh, and then so like, fuck off with your football. It is. Oh, we need to run some commercials. So TV time. Like, fuck off. Horrible. There's nothing better than Keith's face right now. (laughs) I love it. Fuck football. No, but Keith, I I bet you you just care about who wins. You're not intrigued with what's happening on the screen. Oh no, you're you're, you're on mute. You're on mute. You got to hear oh, your. Sorry, I I enjoy the plays. I enjoy. I thought you were being football. muted because you were swearing that they now tennis play. professional tennis. Now that's a real sport worth watching. <laughs> Lots of action. It's also fairly boring, but uh, yeah, when you when you play for a few seconds and then you stop and then you play again, hmm. That's every sport. That That's definitely, but no football, you play and then you stop for a long time. Yeah, f- football is is right up there with baseball in terms of just boring as shit. What about pilai? 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 I'll watch some highlight. That's just that? want to like dangerous. It'll fucking crush your skull with that like big stone boulder. And don't 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 talk. Don't talk about baseball, man. I'll, I'll come over there. That's yeah, baseball right. sucks. Yeah. The best sport to watch. You is know what? You ball. suck. <laughs> okay. The best sport to watch is rugby. Women's beach volleyball. I, all right. Maybe. 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 <laughs> I'm really into that. Yeah. And I never watched sports, guys. And I don't know. Like, but here's the thing. Like, look, that was just um, a thing I never really got into. I, 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 I do watch it. tennis a little bit, but not not really like much sports. My I never got time. into it because I'm not impressed by like feats of athleticism. Like I really don't give a. Fuck I, I, I am, but I don't need to watch it. I like if you tell yeah. me about it, I'm like, hey, you won something great. You know, I know that must have been really hard. But, but, but like, I don't it. care how how good you are at throwing a ball. You like, know, but, but where we're from, future, like we come from sports country. Like, oh, I know, Michigan is a huge sports state. Oh, bro, my whole family's like rivalries and fucking yeah, I, 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 everything. That's one of the reasons oh. I was like, you know, I don't fit in in Michigan. No, I like, I just don't care. Like, they tried so hard to make me care, and I, I, just, I do not I care. Can't. I the, can't. Any final comments about episode five, The Cost of Living? Jess, you have uh, any comments? I don't agree with uh, Future's uh, sports comments, but that's all I got to say. <laughs> I don't agree with any of them. That's and I think right. next I'll, week I'll it's the Gunner and Keith show. There you go. <laughs> Live from uh from not invited back. Wrigley Field. <laughs> yeah. Fuck sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will be back next week with episode six, which I believe is a Kate-centric episode. And I know I've been teasing another drop from our open but i believe that's probably next week if not it'll be the week after but i'm pretty sure it's next week so Uh oh love you guys we'll see you next week sorry about the two-week hiatus but we're back and we're gonna go strong guys no love more you. vacations till august Peace.